I'm Kelly Harrell, author, modern animist, and creator of The Weekly Rune. Solenton Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, animism, soul-tending, and how each of those intersects through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. You can find the archive of all of the runecasts on my site, solentonarts.com, and if you're not sure what a half-month is, listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the Weekly Rune at Solenton Arts. It's explained at the beginning of every runecast. I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the RuneCast and this podcast possible with their financial support. If you'd like to support the Weekly Rune, you get access to the full RuneCast, no ads, more details on the RuneCast, weekly prompts for engaging the half-month rune in your personal work, and a Galder recording for how to work with the Weekly RuneCast through chanting. You can contribute as little or as much as you'd like, and the rewards scale according to what you'd like to receive. And if you don't want any rewards, you just want to show your support, you're welcome to do that. Go to patreon.com and search for The Weekly Rune. You can also subscribe to the free version of The Weekly Rune by going to soulintentarts.com. And thank you so much for doing that. Support Roots here is the shorthand of our current weekly rune. And by that I mean roots is a noun and a verb. The roots we have in the world require our direct support for them to sustain and the support we need and are required to give in our lives must be rooted right here, right now. It can't be in the past, can't be in the future, can't be in some far-reaching strata of, of spirituality in the ether. It's right here. Support roots here. And I'd like to talk a little bit about what that means and its significance in the half month of Othala. We've talked about how Othala is the rune of inheritance, estate management, the ancestors, and our descendants. But the major theme running through each of those components is that they require attention in the everyday. They're not about being somewhere in the heavenly stratosphere. They're not about being in the depths of underworld spirituality. They're about being deeply anchored in the mundane and possessing the capability of staying aware of the spiritual layer that is inherent in the mundane. What? I know. People don't talk about that. They don't talk about it enough. We always think of spirituality as if it's this separate layer. But the truth is, it's it's the nature that we are among every day, all day, all the time. And it's right here. We're in it. We're the ones who don't realize it. Everything around us already knows. So seeing that not only are the mundane and the spiritual connected, they're not separate from each other. And that tiny space that connects them is where we are required to stand 
and to live well. We were, we're required to completely exist in that space. And yes, I'm talking about animism. And yes, again, I'm talking about tending. Othala brings us front and center to the third chapter of life, the life dynamics and assets that must be tended in the late life stage. Does it mean you have to be old to work with Othala? No, of course not. But it does mean that you need to be thinking about the whole picture. And in fact, this is the little tidbit side note, that's how some folks justify the traditional ordering of the Elder Futhark. We end the Futhark on tending end-of-life assets, and then we roll directly into Fehu, tending beginning-life assets. Again, I tend more towards Utharkist ordering, but neither Utharkist or traditional Futhark ordering have anything to do with the runic calendar. And side note. I want to reiterate, as I have many times in What in the Weird, that animism is a white male academic term that's used to describe what indigenous groups would refer to as tradition. And Othala is essentially all about tradition. It's about taking the actions necessary to secure tradition. It's about eldering well, which means or implies being a bridge from the past. So like as an elder, we have this ability to carry over ritual and ceremony from our ancestors and to incorporate them in the everyday so that the rituals themselves stay alive, so that our rituals and ceremonies can be updated to reflect and meet current needs, and so that they're taught to our descendants, all of which is tradition. That whole bridge is tradition. And when you can look at it that way, Othala is about the acceptance of elderhood, which by default implies we must become the living constellation uniting the past and the future. We have to embody the role of that bridge and become the living conduit that internalizes, then passes on tradition. What that means in practicality is in order for that family system to work or for that community system to work, it's our responsibility to do the rituals and ceremonies to the best of our ability as we need them in this day and time, to take the lineage, ancestral, historic rituals and ceremonies of that grouping and do them in our lifetime as they apply now. And when I say do it to the best of our ability, I mean, we may not have a known family tree. We may not know who our ancestors are or even the cultural influences of our family lines. And we don't have to know that to honor them. We can still honor them. We can create room for lineages to be unknown, yet still present. And this is what Othala asks us to do. And in order to truly root anything that we want to bring forward from the past into how we live now, we have to be deeply interconnected with the nature that is around us. We have to have intimate relationships with the nature spirits that we live among every day. And as I said in the opening, 
The nature spirits are already aware of this. We are the ones who aren't. And so when we can create that kind of relationship through them, we begin to have another kind of community. We have another kind of system that we are responsible to. And that system is how we anchor the tradition of our ancestors, of our past, and bring it forward in a way that is still workable now. And that nature network, that animistic community, is what enables us to translate those traditions into something that we pass on to our descendants. Even though we may know our ancestry, even though we may be directly connected to their traditions, and even if we don't know them and we don't know their traditions and we find a way to honor them in our current dynamic, we are still connected through the nature spirits of now. And that is its own tradition that gets carried forward. If anything, Othala reinforces that this process, this dynamic, isn't about adulting. I hate that word. I despise it because it implies that we have an option, that we, it's something that we turn off and on. Oh, I adulted today. No, 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 no. We are called to be elders, period. We are called to rise to the strengths of our calling and bear it forward to the planet, or we wouldn't be here right now. That's the whole point. So Othala is all about doing the personal healing, the self-care, all of that stuff that is required to be done on the personal end first so that we can show up as that fit elder. We are required on the path of animism to eventually embody our communal self. We have to recognize what we bring, our calling, and realize that it isn't something we keep to ourselves. We are supposed to bear it forward to community. And for most of us, the ability to bring that kind of intimacy and vulnerability to community means you have done your shit. You have worked through all of your crap and you are willing to, to be the communal version of you. When we embody that part of elderhood, when we embody the ability to stand in our healed tended selves and bring that into the world, we're doing Athala. We're in it. We're doing what's needed to be that constellation point bridging the ancestors and family or community to bring that family ancestral communal lore to those who will bear it after us. And where do we do that? Not in Asgard, not in the sky vault, not in the upper world or lower world. We do it right here, jogging down the sidewalks, walking to the mailbox, sitting at the lunch table at work, paying the bills, wiping snotty noses. That is where tradition happens. That's where Othala happens. Support roots here. That's it for this episode. If you have questions or insights about working with the runes in season or you just need a cheerleader, feel free to email me at kelly at solentonarts.com or call in through the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, 
check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all the other podcast platforms out there. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which is a podcast that I co-host with a couple of other lovely ladies, also on Anchor. And other podcasts you might enjoy are Around Grandfather Fire, hosted by James Stovall and Sarah Odinson, and also Why Shamanism Now, hosted by Christina Pratt. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting solentonarts.com or on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.